0: Hi, I'm Jamie. Hey, I'm Terry. And this is the Body Smart Podcast. And today we're talking all things motivation, habit building, and your inner bitch.
1: Hello, Mr. Anderson. Uh Jamie. I always, every time, Mr. Anderson, it's just matrix kicks in. <laughs> um, today, we've got something that a lot of our clients struggle with, which is motivation. Do you struggle with motivation at all?
0: Yeah, uh, motivation... Um, goes peaks and troughs for me like I know for me personally with like you know whether it's work motivation whether it's like my own training I I know what I need to do to be motivated and so I think it's probably a combination of like over the years like knowing what works for me um, how and when I felt most motivated but also understanding that motivation is a bit of a farce yeah it comes <laughs> um, and goes. that you know when you know that and you have that knowledge and you can implement it right, then you can create your own motivation through you mm-hmm. know what we know about it and, and I think that's a, probably the combination of where I'm at, although every single person is going to dip in motivation for whatever reason at different times as long as you know how to get it back and you're aware of it, you can do you know what's needed to kind of spark some motivation so yeah. I, I feel like I'm pretty
1: good at that myself you you mentioned then like you know how to almost get motivated like what is do you have like a formula that you try to roll out or like a certain habits that you have or an environment? Like what is it that you do personally to, to help curate more motivation?
0: My, like, my A big one for me is goal setting. Um, usually I'll like at I'll, I'll, different times in the year. Like I, I tend to go through like things like, like everyone has that like high spell in January. It's nice to set new goals for the year. I like can and aspire towards, you know, what you want to do. I think for me, like setting clear goals of like work and my health and fitness at the beginning of a year is always a big one. Mm-hmm. But then when you do dip down like for a year or maybe your goals aren't being hit so much, like uh, things that I'll do is I'll sign up to it. Like for for example, in like CrossFit, like I know that in February, there's going to be like the CrossFit opens then I'll make sure I'll sign up to an event like later down the, the year or in previously, it'll be like, right, I'll sign up for a marathon. And I always, always make sure I sign up for the event or the challenge or whatever it might be before i'm ready for it because that's what like gets me going yeah um and and that seems to be a big thing for me is set a target you know in the past it might have even been like a photo shoot for work pictures or whatever it might have been like i do the, i sign up before i'm anywhere near ready and then it's that's what then puts
1: a plan in place for me yeah no that's good i mean i think goal setting always gives you that driver to to keep those actions going and to, and to really get into into everyone for me i always find like motivation comes at a peak when I'm just kind of in motion. Normally when I'm in like a really good routine and I'm mm-hmm. being consistent, it's not like at the beginning of doing that. It's actually when I'm like a week, a couple of weeks into being consistent and really yeah. being in motion, I've, I've started to feel more motivated to, to keep doing the things that are, that, you know, whether it's exercise or, or eating well or whatever else it might be. Um, a lot of our, you know, our clients, you you see this all the time, it's a big issue they have is that they say, I'm not motivated or I'm just not a person that's motivated. And this is obviously just a belief that they have and they, they carry about themselves. What do, you, what do you say to some of the, the women or the ladies that we coach when stuff like that's happening?
0: I think, first of all, like helping them realize that a lot of the time it is a limiting belief and mm-hmm. just simply being aware of that helps in the first place. As in, it's, you know, as a coach, you can say to someone, you know, not everyone's motivated, but they're still not going to see that unless they actually see the results themselves. So like you can tell someone, oh, that person's not motivated either. But deep down that client might be thinking, well, yeah, they're they're definitely more motivated than I am.
1: Yeah, I I would say that's the perception around myself and you is people will look at us and be like, well, you're just just motivated all the time or like it's just different for me. You don't get it, you know, like in that sort of sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I always say I wish I could like screenshot every, you know, in inverted commas like motivated client, um, and show their results to every unmotivated client because the differences are the actions that the person's taking. It's not that suddenly, you know, that motivation has been curated and then they, that's why they take the actions. What we see repeatedly with clients is that it is literally the ones that are showing up, ticking the boxes they then build that momentum that looks like motivation, but they had to start in the same places as the unmotivated client. But you can only show that through data or through action or through the client themselves, actually just trust in you, trust in body smart, trust in the process of Mm -hmm. coaching. And then just regardless of whether they're motivated or not, just show up and start doing those things. And then they'll see those results themselves. but it's not always the easiest thing. I think it's probably one of the harder things to, to put across to a client is showing the difference between someone who's like motivated or not. It is difficult to show someone until they're actually
1: just doing it. Yeah. And I think it's it's difficult. Like there's no, I am not motivated to do half the things I do. And if I let my feelings dictate my actions, like I just wouldn't get a lot done. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think most people wouldn't. You have to almost like become disciplined in those areas and just push through and, and keep showing up on those days where you don't want to do it. And then some days you accept, you feel motivated and that's great. And those days feel better. But then on the other days, it's, it's. I think that's really what builds that like self-trust and that discipline is like showing up and doing the thing that you said you would do, mm-hmm. regardless of how you feel. Like it's the workouts when you feel motivated and you've got high energy are great and things go to plan. It's the workouts where, and, and I'm using workouts because that is a, a big thing that people say about motivation, but it's obviously with everything when it comes to, to your health and wellness, but it's always workouts then when you actually go, when you don't wanna go, when you don't feel like going, when you don't feel like getting up there, the ones that count the most because they build your character to, to allow you to go the distance. And I think a lot of people forget like the distance is, is life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your health and wellness is, is something that if you don't use it, you lose it. And you really wanna be continually acting on that and understand that you will have peaks and troughs of motivation.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think like the the thing that's you know what we what we all do with our clients at Body Smart, like you know, we we are science backed, we base everything around science. And so when we look at, you know, what it, whether it's like the a workout or whether it's doing a cold shower, like we know the physiology. Like you can't beat the physiology of what it does for you. Mm-hmm. Um you can't you can't like skip it or anything like that. And when you understand that like Regardless of how you're feeling at the time, if you go and have a workout, you're going to feel better. And actually, if you don't feel so good to start with, you're probably going to see a, an even bigger impact of what that workout will do for you at the back end because of that endorphin release and how good it's made you feel. You're going to see more of a difference than someone who was already feeling good at the time when they took the workout in the first place. Or similarly, with the cold shower, like, the more you don't want to do it, the more like you you'll seemingly just get that like good feeling afterwards. Yeah. And I mean that's the short-term effects. Obviously, with exercise or or with cold therapy, there's lots of long-term benefits, but mm-hmm. it's doing those things at the times when you don't want to do them that builds those long-term yeah. effects. Um and and I think it's it's that knowledge underpinning that when you know what you're doing is going to be good for you, it helps you do it. It doesn't mm-hmm. always make you know it doesn't always make people do it um we know that you can put you know you see this on advertising for like cigarette yeah, campaigns yeah, like yeah, of course you can pl- plaster anything yeah. over the front and it still makes it doesn't mean that they're not going to have a, a cigarette but you know the more knowledge you have like knowledge helps you understand why you're mm-hmm. doing something and if you understand why it makes you more likely to do it repeatedly than if you don't understand why you're
1: doing something yeah. like i i think a lot of people think especially like myself and you like i i have that mental chatter all the time of like trying to tell me like just stay in bed a little bit longer don't do the workouts like i call it my inner bitch yeah <laughs> uh, and it shows up a lot and especially shows up a lot if i'm like really stressed or i'm like burning the candle at both ends or if i'm just been pushing training too hard um at the worst one i actually had was like it was actually this week and um I wanted to get a cold shower I said I would get a cold shower, but then I was just like, oh, maybe, maybe I won't. Cause it's just, you know, ne- no one ever enjoys a cold shower. It's always just a horrible yeah. shock to put your body on. And then I forgot to take my watch into the shower. And I was like, oh, the shower's on, it's warm. I'll just won't do it this time. And I instantly like had to stop myself because I was like, This is just like my, like I knew I'd beat myself up all day for not going and doing it. So like huffing and puffing when I got my watch, (laughs) got in the cold shower, done like two minutes. I was just like effing and bliming the whole time at myself. Uh, But like, obviously you feel great afterwards. And it was more just the fact of like my body, my brain, everyone was telling me like not to do the thing that I kind of knew I should should do. And even Mm. if it like, it didn't even give me any like physiological benefits, which it does and same with exercise. It's more the fact of just like doing something even though I don't want to do it, even though my feelings and my body's telling me not to do it. Um, I, th- I think it's just, it's very character building and allows you to, to go the distance. And
0: Yeah. Especially with those difficult things like that, like you literally just need to get it to that point where it is a habit and you're not even questioning it anymore. Like recently where I, I've, I've been sick and, I had a few days where I, I didn't have the cold shower. Like I was telling myself, you know, it's going to make me feel better, but... We're really I was, promoting the cold showers here, aren't we? <laughs> I, I was physically feeling yeah. uh, feeling like rubbish and I ended up having warm showers just because I wasn't shivering afterwards. Yeah. But then I got to a point where I was actually a bit... I was better and I should have started just doing them again. Mm. And I didn't because I was like out of that, that habit because I, I haven't built it as like just a, a black and white. Um, there's no even question yet. Like I still question it every time I get yeah. here. Um, and... But then, and then my girlfriend was like, Have you started doing your cold showers again yet? Like, I just had one. And as soon yeah. as, she, as she said that, I was like, ah, I haven't done it oh, yeah. I yeah. And then immediately I was like, right, the next one I have to do. Because mm-hmm. I was feeling better. There was no reason why I shouldn't be doing it. I just got comfortable again of like yeah. taking hot showers. Yeah. And uh, but then knowing that one, she was doing it, because i was a bit competitive, or two, um, that I, I was like, there's no reason not to be doing this now. Like, mm. I I I took a cold shower again straight away because I know I need to get to that
1: place where I don't even question it anymore. Yeah. And it, it's weird. I think a lot of people will look at like workouts and like, why would you want to put yourself through a hard grueling workout? or why would you want to get a cold shower? And I think like the irony of doing something that's like quote unquote hard is it, it actually makes like the rest of your day. And sometimes I would even go as far as like your life easier. Like when you can actually consistently show up and force yourself to do very hard things, it actually gives you an easier life. And I, 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 a lot of, people that I speak to or, and even some friends like they're always just like oh I just want an easy life I just want an easy life and they kind of see that as like a leisure and comfort versus for me I'm like by do, by consistently forcing yourself to do hard things you'll enjoy your leisure and your comfort more than just doing comfort things all the time um yeah for sure like I, I
0: love the, the saying it's like like choose your hard like life is hard you know it's either going to be hard because you're working hard in the gym, you're doing a cold shower or you're eating healthy and planning your food or it's hard because you're overweight and walking up and down the stairs is hard or you're in and out of hospital because you're getting sick. Like, you know, and you could say about literally everything, you Mm. know, like learning to drive a car is hard, but so is walking everywhere. Mm. You know, like there's an answer for everything and like life is just hard. There's no getting away from that. It's just which one's are the better hards you know you choose your hard you Mm -hmm. choose what you want to do and and i think that like keeping that in in the forefront of your mind is what you're there's always a a choice with these types of things oh well most of the time anyway and it's just a case of like understanding that probably the repercussions of not choosing the healthy hards leads to some unhealthy hards
1: and and they usually have you know a a lot bigger problems associated with them 100 percent and a big thing we've brought up a couple of times here is habit, you know, and just like building habits, whether it's if you exercise and nutrition. And we got this uh, quote here by Aristotle saying we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. And I think that's is, is you know, having excellence in your life is, is obviously something that a lot of people would strive for and want. Um, but habits, like how do we, how do we even start to build them? Or how do you start to build them with clients?
0: Yeah, so habits, the, the important thing is is start small and, and build. And if you're not um being successful with that habit, we need to shrink the change, essentially. We call it like shrinking the change. So if it's too big that you're not doing it consistently enough, we need to make it smaller, easier, more attractive to do. Um, you know, a lot of the the work that we do with our habits and um you know, even at Boysmart we actually won win awards for what we do with our habits. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. Um just yeah. to throw that in there. Um but with regards to to what we do, it's because habits work, like and and it it's seen time and again. Research says it all the time. Um and you'll you'll see it in countless points in your life, your daily life, where a habit has been implemented and works for you. But it's important when you're first learning and you're a habit. You need to make it easy to do. You need to make it obvious. You need to make it attractive to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Oftentimes pairing it with um, or habit stacking it with something else. So, you know, for example, if you're trying to learn how to, um, I don't know, like let's just say you were learning a script, you're an actor, and you were trying to learn something. If you you had to pair that with brushing your teeth and you kept repeating the lines you needed to say whilst brushing your teeth um, in your mind, like you start to, twice a day every single day you're gonna say those lines and you're gonna do that yep. because you're not gonna not brush your teeth mm-hmm. um, and when you start to do things like that um, you'll you'll pair th- that secondary habit will become easier it'll become something that ingrains in itself as well so that's the sort of thing that we'll do within coaching you know it's uh, it's starting small if if it's trying to get workouts into your life do
1: we start with simply putting your uh, workout clothes out the night before or I've, I've literally done that for, for like the last 15 years, like any time I'm working out the night before, yeah. like the next day or the next morning, like I pack my bag and I lay all my gym clothes out. And it's it's like I'm setting the intention the night before. And it's like I still do that to this day. So I could get up and get shower. My clothes already set out, put my gym clothes on, bags packed straight off to the gym. Um, and that that's a one that's worked for me for a long time.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. It literally is just usually the thing before the thing it's it's not like that yeah they actually going and doing the workout is always the issue it's like did you plan that into your day or did you set your kit out did you do the thing before the thing that allowed you to then go and do that thing yeah um, and that's where we have to unpick it sometimes as coaches we have to understand like where in that client's day is it the, the problem here is it is it actually the night before They're just Mm -hmm. not setting themselves up right is it that their phone is close enough to the bed that they put put it on pause or snooze or whatever and actually they need to put that phone further away so they actually have to get out of bed and then by the time they get out of bed if their clothes are there it's easier to then put those workout clothes on and then all of a sudden you're just well i'm up now my clothes are on i may as well go to the gym yeah Uh, and then it goes from there so it's, it's, we all unpick it and start it at the point which it needs to start. At. And if that is very, very small, if that is very basic, then that's where it needs to start because it, it's from there. It's the consistency of doing that thing that leads to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing.
1: Yeah, and that's how you start to make big change versus like what you've just said there is, you know, make a small change, stay consistent with it and then build upon that versus I would say what, most people do when they start a health and fitness kick is they actually do the complete opposite of that. They try and change so much. I mean, we're going into to January yeah. soon and we're going to see that. Like, most people are going to go, I'm going to only eat vegetables and, you know, I'm going to eat quote unquote really clean. I'm going to go to the gym five times. And it's such a huge shift to their behaviors and their environment that, you know, you see it. They have that initial motivation for like, and it peaks for like a week or two. But then it's just such a change to what they do like most people I would say just like drop off and can't stay consistent with it because it's just too much of a change for them
0: yeah exactly it is this is exactly the same you you do see it like in in January like massively but any fad diet that someone's done or yo-yo diet in the past it is a similar thing it's like that change albeit some of the, the the ways that people will diet is is notoriously just unhealthy doing it anyway but oftentimes it's just that they're too unsustainable you know it is a way like a lot of these fad diets are a way to get some body fat off um but they're just are too big it's too unsustainable it's too far away from real life that that change is never ever going to stick and unless you're it's a way of eating that you can manage for the rest of your life to some degree then it's probably been too big of a change to ever be, you know, ever keep the results you got from it in the first place, which is exactly what we see It's what we this science, re, you know, repeatedly shows with these these fad diets is it's just too big of a change. It's too unsustainable, um, oftentimes unhealthy as well. But um, I think that's, a lot of times, yeah, unhealthy. a lot yeah, of time, yeah. <laughs> um, that that's why it's you know you don't you don't see these these changes stick at all. And it's the same with exercise in January when everyone just tries to
1: change everything. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I think uh, like perception and expectations that people have as well is because you've maybe done these quote-unquote fad diets or really restrictive diets you see like massive scale losses or you might see results in the first one to two weeks and then your expectation comes after that is like oh i should always see quote-unquote results this fast uh, and i say quote-unquote results because uh, and, and even like speed and fast I, i'm always like well fast is relative like a lot of people think oh, well, I should lose four pounds a week or five pounds a week. That's that's fast fat loss or weight loss. Um, because I had done that when I had done this for two or three weeks, and that's what I that's what I saw. And it's like, well, if that was so successful, then why were we not able to, to lose that weight and keep it off? Um, and people then have that expectation of, when you, cause, and this can be a, a set like, cause what we have to do as coaches, we have to sell our clients on the ideas that we're presenting to them around habits and those small changes sometimes what you just said, mm-hmm. do not seem that appealing to clients. They want the, the right here, the right now. I want to see results fast um, and and it can be difficult. Like I've, what, what do you normally say to the clients who are just like, no Terry, I can do more than that. Like I want to do more than that. I want to do more workouts. I can, I can push harder, I can push faster.
0: Yeah, I mean, with with that, like. I I tend to always say to a client, and you know, if you if you lost fifty two pounds this year, like if I said to you at the start of January, like right, you are going to lose fifty two pounds this year, would you would you snap my hand off? Like if if I, if that was the case, and they'd be like, yeah, most people probably don't need to lose fifty two pounds. Like yeah. or you know, and those that do, you know, to do that in a year is they would probably be like, wow, yeah, I've been literally trying to do this for thirty years and it's not mm. worked. That's a pound a week. Yeah, that, that that's not groundbreaking. If you said to then someone, okay, four pounds in a month, most people again would be like, "That's really slow." But as soon as you look at the bigger picture of when was the last time you lost fifty-two pound in a year and kept it off, mm-hmm. most people would say never. Yeah, you know, or once or twice um, in their life maybe. Um, but but even then, like if it's, they've had to do it multiple times, they've not obviously kept it off, but. That's the difference is when you look at that that small change over a bigger period of time, it is a big change. And especially if you've done it in the way that you can keep it off and you have learned how to sustain that, it's, it's great losing, you know, 14 pounds in a month. Mm-hmm. But if you put that eight back on the next week and yeah. you do that, like you know, it's going to take you forever to get to where you
1: want to be. And, you know, and, and it's or, just... Or awesome. you never get there. Yeah, you know, for never, for, for yeah. a, lot of, a lot of ladies, they just they do that and they... Spike down, spike up, spike down yeah, spike yeah. up. And that's a repeated cycle they do for a really long period of time. I think the irony of all of that is that where get fast gets used a lot. Like, oh, I just want to see faster results, so I want to lose weight faster. When the, the irony of it all is like what you've just said, like losing a pound a week. If you can lose a pound a week and then get to your goal and sustain it, and 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 that's actually the fastest way for you to go. Yeah. Like if that's if I think fast is always relative. Like we've got some clients, um, and, and you know, that might lose a quarter of a pound or half a pound a week. We've got some clients that are losing two or three pounds a week. Like, not one's doing going faster than the other. They're all. It's it's relative to how fast they can go mm-hmm. with maybe the other commitments they have got outside of their health and fitness at that moment in time and everything else that goes into it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it it, it plays a, a big part in that like expectation of how quick we should see results.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, we, I use a well, my coach at CrossFit actually uses this analogy for the barbell when you're trying to learn a barbell technique and it's Mm. um smooth uh, slow is smooth and smooth is fast Ah. and you know you can literally use that for weight loss as well in that if you slow down and you make it sustainable and you apply it into your life and in the right way it's gonna be you're gonna have a much smoother journey with your weight loss than this up and down all over the place, Mm -hmm. spiking everywhere because you're trying to do unsustainable things. And if you're doing it smooth, then smooth leads to being fast. And that is, you know, what you're talking about there is losing 30, 40, 50 plus pounds in a year because you went slow or, you know, in inverted
1: commas, slow. Mm -hmm. No, 100% and I think, yeah, it's a perception and expectation that a lot Mm -hmm. of people have. We've got a, you know, back to our quote there from Aristotle, um one of the things that we have got here is there's a study that shows that over 50 of what we do each day are habits so i mean that's that's a high percentage you know and I, I think when we are where we have got a habit it almost does become like an unconscious behavior something that we almost do on autopilot i think there's sometimes like when i'm driving home you know and if i'm just like away with the fairies uh, or i'm listening to something sometimes i'll just autopilot drive home when i was meant to go somewhere else you know and it's just yeah. like that that habitual uh, route is kicked in and, and I've started driving and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh shit, like, <laughs> I'm going the wrong way. Um, but you know, again, like that's just, I think becomes like the importance of like, if we do create those healthy habits and create that healthy environment, all, all of a sudden, you know, I think a lot of people think like, oh, it's so hard to eat healthy or It's so hard to, to exercise or, or be consistent. But then if you start to create these healthy habits and they become a part of who you are and your environment, then it actually becomes almost just like your default Mm-hmm. to to stay on top of it. I think the, the issue is so people feel like they're so far over here that to, to get to to that place where it feels easier and, and like default they just don't believe it's a reality or a possibility.
0: Yeah, and that's where that you know those limiting beliefs like come in. It's hard. It's hard as a coach to show someone it without them actually just. Doing it. I wish we could snapshot them into that, that life <laughs> yeah. where they feel better because it would provide all that motivation that they need to get there. But
1: it's, it's huge, isn't it, as yeah. well? Like that, it, it literally does come down to a and belief. And and we can say it as words, but it, it is often until the client has actually taken the actions themselves. And then th- th- you start to just see their beliefs change. And, like, you get, like, that penny drop moment, like, a couple of times. Like, oh, my God, like, this is so much easier now that's happening. Or this is so much easier now that's happening. And it's, like, a super rewarding moment as a coach because you can start to see the beliefs change as a byproduct of the environment and action changing. And it's just starting to sink in. But, yeah, like you said at the beginning, it's it's just words for us. It's not – a lot of people don't believe it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's tough to see. I think, like, I have i was talked uh, on another podcast that we did about necessity and – I think sometimes when you've got that, the the clarity and the necessity there of what you're going to achieve, like you have to believe it mm-hmm. because there's no other way of not doing it. And it, I think I always use it like with, with clients to try and help them understand what the, you know, where they need to get to is like driving a car. Um, you know, after you saying that, that analogy <laughs> before, is people need, like need to drive cars, like like they, for for them, it's not a question of like I'm going to walk forever or I'll get public transport. Like their want, their necessity, their need to have car in their life to make it easier or whatever it might be, is so much so that whether or not they believe they can drive or not, they go and show up to those lessons and they essentially fail every single time they get in that car mm-hmm. until they've done it enough times that they don't fail anymore. And then they do it so much that they pass their test. They can drive the car themselves and then it becomes so much of a habit which um, it actually becomes almost impossible to forget. Yeah. Like you you if you know how to drive a car, you couldn't just say to someone forget how to drive. Mm-hmm. Like you you it's impossible to not to just get in and not know how to do it yeah. because you've done it so many times. And that's exactly the same with any habit based thing that we try and teach you whether it's your fitness um, whether it's to do with how you shop, you you eat, you prep your food, or whatever it might be, as long as you believe that you can do it, and and you have that like clear defining why of like why you're you're doing this, you just keep showing up. You keep doing it, even if it feels like you're failing. And eventually, you won't. And then once you're not failing anymore, or it's not failing, we call it failing forward because essentially it's just not doing that thing until you are doing it. Once you're doing it, and you do it enough times. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty hard not to do it, yeah. And that's that's the game changing moment. That's when you know this is part of your life and it's not
1: going anywhere. Yeah, I think as, as so many people have such a negative relationship with failure. Like if I like if i failed or if, I, if this hasn't worked out, it's almost as if like well I'm not good enough and 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 this isn't for me. I don't deserve to to live a fit and healthy lifestyle when the, when if we really like apply a growth mindset to that situation like every failure is a lesson and then we we just say to clients they're micro failures they teach us like not what not to do and how we can move and grow and, and keep pushing forward um which is which is really important because that is ultimately how we will get to the place that we need to be whether it's like developing those habits developing those skills um and really pushing forward to become basically the person that you you need to become in order to keep the results that you've got
0: yeah absolutely like you, you, there's nothing there's literally nothing that you'll have done that you wouldn't have had to employ, uh employ habit building as part of it whether it is brushing your teeth learning a new skill learning how to cook um you know teaching your children how to do x y or z i mean you know when you're trying to teach a baby how to walk it's like you'll just keep picking them up when they fall over and they'll go again and you'll keep picking them up and and you know there's loads of things that you'll do to teach children how to do how to live and you know how to become a a, a human like like you and and it just means doing the things over and over and over again until they know how to do it Um, but we often forget stuff like that we forget that we taught our children how to do that or we forget that we had to go and brush our teeth a million times for it to just be something you do every day you know but when it's applied and you think about it you know, in your health and fitness, people often forget and they just think it's some completely different process that's never gonna be right for them. When actually it literally is the same. You just have to apply the same set of rules, um,
1: show up, put the put the reps in and, and you'll develop the habit as well. Yeah, I think the baby analogy is really good because I think actually a lot of adults forget how to fail mm-hmm. or they get, they get such, like we said, like such a negative relationship with failure. Like a lot of people will go to the gym or will start a new sport or we'll do anything. And they'll go like five or 10 times and they'll go in with the mindset of like, I don't like this, I hate this. Um, and they're not very good at it as well because you're new to it. And so, you know, we have that with clients where they don't really like it, but then three months down the line, six months down the line, they've got like proficient at moving the bodies and squatting and hinging and pushing and pressing and pulling. And then they start to enjoy it more because they know what they're doing. They feel good doing it. They feel confident doing it, but it took time. It took <laughs> repeated failure for them to get there. And... I think something that you hear like a lot of fitness coaches say is that like oh you've got to find exercise that you that you enjoy and I think a lot of people always struggle with that like how do I go and find something that I enjoy and I think a big part of that is you have to definitely you have to go and try n- new things yeah. and you have to accept that you're going to be you're going to suck at them like you're really going to suck at them to begin with um and you're not going to be very good but persevering through I actually think one of the and if you can flip and change your mindset around this, anytime you start something new, if you're really, really bad at it, like in the beginning, you actually make the most gains. Like you learn yeah. so much every time you go to like, let's say you've done a martial art or you played tennis. Like every time you go, you might feel really bad, but you're actually making way more progress than you do when you're advanced. Like when you're advanced, you just make like the smallest incremental gains of consistently mm-hmm. showing up versus like in the beginning, like in a couple of months, you can like completely change how good you are. Um, And that is actually more motivating uh, in itself but you've just actually got to persevere and push through that first like 10 or 20 sessions of, of feeling comfortable uh, or feeling uncomfortable should i say and 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 then that's where that motiva- motivation in my eyes starts to build because you start to enjoy because it, it starts to click a little bit more
0: yeah yeah you for sure you're never ever gonna i mean you, you know it's pretty rare that you will ever just pick something up perfectly in in the first instance you do it um like I, I remember when I first started playing the drums, I I do not come from a musical family. I didn't pick up an instrument until I was 27. But, and I'm definitely not a pro at it now. But what I have done is had a lesson for seven years. Mm. And like pretty much most weeks I'll have a lesson. And that even that one hour a week has enabled me to be consistent enough that I can play along to songs now. I can play the drums a bit. Mm. And to me, that's a, par- a prime example of, You just apply that same thing there like you don't have to be you know like people say they're in tone deaf or like i'm not a musical person but i was i wasn't a musical person i literally just picked i went got lessons started out with the just one two three (laughs) four and then eventually now you can play songs and you can like sit there and jam along to songs that just without even thinking about it and Mm -hmm. it's exactly the same thing again but to start with it felt like i was like how the hell am I going to go from not being able to communicate my arms and my feet together and like sounding awful on the drums to to actually being able to play a song? yeah, it's just time it's reps, and then every single time you get a little bit better, you fail a little less and then eventually you can do it, and it might take you a few years in some cases, depending on what it is you're doing, mm-hmm. and other times you'll make those rapid gains yeah um and and you'll see that like you know you'll change dramatically particularly with health and fitness i think it's probably one of the faster things you see and uh, i almost i almost get jealous of like new clients because you think actually <laughs> if i knew what i knew now yeah when i was first starting my health and fitness i would have utilized that window mm. <laughs> where you change dramatically yeah. uh, to my advantage a lot more than
1: what i probably did a hundred percent i think a lot of people and again, I think this comes down to beliefs. So say like, oh, it's so much easier for Sandra or so much easier for Julie or whatever else when it comes to their health and fitness, maybe because they picked it up a little bit faster. I just look at it all, like you said, with the drums. It's all just skills, like learning to move your body effectively in the gym or exercise and, you know, your nutrition, um, your, your self-awareness. It's all just a skill. And, and some people, you know, are higher up that skill bar maybe because of how they were brought up, maybe because of some of the good habits they've got, maybe some of the bad habits they've got. And it's all just a skill and and with anything through enough like education, sets, reps and perseverance, you can become to get to a place where it becomes, you become very proficient at it. Like the way you said, now you can proficiently play along to the drums, but that talk. Yeah, seven years, hopefully it didn't take seven years to get to play a good song. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> quite, yeah but you know, it, t- it took a long time of consistently showing up. And I think that's the exact same with the, like with your nutrition, a lot of a lot of the the ladies that I know that we coach, there is that self-limiting belief of like, I'll just never get it. But it's it, it, that's not the case with the right education, the right sets and reps um, and persevering through, You you can get to a place where you can actually be really proficient with your nutrition and actually do it quite mindlessly and easy. Um, and I feel like a lot of people have a disconnect and believe like that's not a reality, but it, but it 100% is. And it's the same with your training. It's the same with your nutrition. Like so it's, and a big one is like the same with your self-awareness. Like you have to know why you do what you do and why sometimes maybe you sabotage yourself and why sometimes you don't. And, you know, understanding those triggers and how to put yourself in a position to succeed. Again, just all the skill like, hmm, how come every Friday I end up overeating on X? Oh, you know, is it because of. You know, we have like the we have Blaster, don't we, as one of our yeah. acronyms of figuring out more around physiological and psychological hungers. But just again, asking those questions, moving yourself forward, like that's a that's a skill that you're 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 flexing and, and putting reps in to become more aware to keep moving yourself forward. Yeah, it's, it's it's impossible not to
0: to see the results if you just are doing the things. Sometimes you will find it difficult, um, and that's what the coaches are there for uh, to be able to work through that because we we understand, you know, different ways around the same, you know, problem or struggle. Um, and it's just a case of understanding that for you. We we only ever ask the, the client to do one thing and that's just show up with a growth mindset. Um, yep. Because if you're- could, doing,
1: you, could you explain that a little bit more? Like what, a, what you see a growth mindset as?
0: Yeah. So it, it's that ability to like fail forward. Like when something doesn't go right at the weekend, rather than just- having that self-sabotage and going, oh, you know, well, there's just no point. This isn't for me. I'm not that type of person. This isn't it. I'm never going to be able to lose weight. It's being able to go, okay, that didn't work, but why didn't it work? Mm. Um, and then talk that through with your coach and the coach will be able to help un- help you understand that. And it's that growth mindset of going, I, I can do that behavior and I can get it wrong, but I want to learn from it. Because I don't want to keep doing that behavior because it's that behavior that's keeping me where I am and is why I signed up in the first place. So if I just if I keep doing this, um, I'm not going to get anywhere. And it's, it's being that aware to be able to go, okay, maybe I did mess up this weekend and it didn't help my goals, but let's see if there's a better way of doing that next time that that happens. And it's, that's what that growth mindset is, is being able to show up and learn from mistakes, learn from you know trialing something that didn't quite work okay i did put my clothes out in the morning and it did nothing for me okay so what do we need to do do we need to literally put them closer to your bed like what what's the next thing that we need to try to make Mm -hmm. to make that viable for you in your life and as long as you're willing to just try see if it works and then try again and again and again like you will always find a solution especially with a coach there to help guide you and you will always eventually if you do it enough times see the result and it's
1: just it will happen there's no question about it 100% and the opposite of a, a growth mindset is a, is a fixed mindset you know and that is where people are like fixed with their approach oh no i have to do a meal plan or oh no i have to, or, or or they have fixed beliefs or like oh no i have a certain gene or mm-hmm. i have x and it's you know it does it put you in a box it doesn't allow you to think creatively or to think forward or to fail forward and continue to learn and grow because because you're not thinking like that. Um, something we've mentioned uh, on a couple of times here, which is that, you know, for some people it is easier to, to achieve their health and fitness success um, than others. And also that, you know, a big part of this can be just different backgrounds, different privileges. I think that's a word that gets thrown up a lot and privilege comes in obviously lots of different ways. Um, but plays a huge part in, you know, obesity and, you know, people's mindset. You know, you've got trauma, you've got whether you were obese as a child, financial, like how much money you make, how much money your family's made. There's just so many, it's it's so multifaceted and complex. And yeah. I think that's why obesity is such a complex issue within itself. Um, how how do you feel about all of this when you know some people are like, well, it, it's so much easier for Karen to get results than it is for me you know, she's had this, she's had that, she doesn't struggle with food the way I do, or she's never been like, she's 20 pounds overweight, but I'm a hundred pounds overweight. You know, there's a lot of that um, like victim culture or blame culture that goes around. And as much as I feel like you can't not ignore all of those, those issues that, that people have gone through, I, I definitely feel like pointing the finger instead of pointing the thumb doesn't ever serve people It never allows them to move forward. Even though those are very real issues that should be addressed. Again, it's 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 a touchy subject, but I think it's like an important one to cover.
0: Yeah, for, for sure. I think um, it, it's difficult because again, if they if you, if you've got a client or you know someone who who's got a, a mindset that's like that, it, it does make it difficult for them to, for you to show them that it's, that's just not the case. And even if you've got two people who are seemingly very different, different backgrounds, different upbringings you know, one seemingly in a much better place than the other. Often, even if the, you know, person B tried to copy what person A was doing, it wouldn't work for them because yeah, maybe they have got a completely different job. Maybe they are a CEO of a company that was passed down to them through their family. They don't have any kids. And this person is a stay at home mom with four children. Mm -hmm. If she tried to copy what the CEO does, oftentimes that's not going to work for her, you know? And so, even comparing, you know, just that comparison itself is, is a pointless exercise. And what every single person needs to know is that when you look at yourself and you apply the same set of rules that gets people fat loss, whether it's the 20 pounds that person A needs or the 100 pounds that person B needs, in their lives, you still get the same results, whether that is on high-end food, or not so high end food, whether that is, you know, whilst going walking every day instead of working out in your like plush home gym that you've got, you know, the same set of rules still apply, we just have to apply it to each other's lives and, and it's stopping that comparison and actually just taking a look at what do I need to
1: do is when someone starts to get results. I like I, I've said this on many a podcast, but like one of my favorite quotes is, you know, not necessarily your fault, but always your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easier to blame your parents, blame the way you were raised, blame your job, blame how much money you've got, blame all of these different situations. It's much much harder to sit there and take responsibility for it. And yet, like some other people may have it easier than you, and, and probably do, mm-hmm. and are more privileged than you. But like just pointing that out and stating that like that's that's fair especially if they're being a dick you know they definitely deserve to, to be pointed <laughs> out but you know I, I just the whole idea of just like you know pointing the finger is it just doesn't allow you to move forward it just it keeps you actually stuck it keeps you in that fixed mindset of like well I can't achieve X because that person has it so much easier than me and um, yeah I think just coming back and taking personal responsibility again it's like not necessarily your fault like if you were brought up and you, you were obese as a child or you were brought up and you've got a shitload of bad habits to overcome like that is going to be yeah. statistically a lot harder for you than someone who's not had that, but like again, saying that and pointing that out and making and making that an issue of why you can't get results does not save you it just it just yeah. almost like passes over the the blame and the responsibility um and yeah, I think that's just always like I, I don't have all the answers to, to, to mm-hmm. the obesity epidemic and the crisis that's going on I don't think anyone does because it's so multifaceted however, I do know that people taking more responsibility for where they are you know if you're, if you're an adult you know what I mean like it, you can think freely for yourself like you you do have to take that ownership to to, to put things on you and be like and I think just a, a huge part of that is you could be in a really shitty situation and feel like I've got like it's it, it feels like I just a complete another world away way to get to where I need to be and that can just be so overwhelming in itself but if you just do what you said before just was like start small you know start simple make it easy like just over time those small changes really do compound and make make a massive difference
0: yeah I think uh I, I think it's in the subtle art of not giving a fuck where um he says Mark, I think Mark Manson says there was a, a year where he just decided to take responsibility for everything like mm. take ownership for everything regardless of whether he thought it was his fault whether it was a he woke up and the day seemed like it was just going against him. He just took responsibility for everything to a point where he was, you know, you would take responsibility for things that definitely weren't your fault or whatever. Yeah. But what that does is it led to action of like, okay, this has happened. I'm going to take ownership for it. So it's my job to now find a solution to this. And then when you do that, you start, you're just constantly taking action. And it's not to it's say- like, you're like a growth mindset yeah.
1: on steroids. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: And, and you know, like- yeah. It's probably you don't need to go to that extreme level, but if you take ownership for more things in life, you will start taking action more often and you'll get the results off the back yeah. of that.
1: I think it is. It's that, it's that mindset of when you do that, like when you burn the bridges and say, like, I'm going to burn the bridges, I'm going to take responsibility for everything that happens to me moving forward. And I'm going to reflect on it. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to grow from it. You just keep doing that like for three, six months a year, like you will just be a completely different person. Like you will be unrecognizable yeah. from the person you were 12 months ago. And I think that's something to to really keep in mind that like if you are in that place where you have been stuck for a long time, years or decades sometimes in our, you know, in our clients' lives, mm-hmm. like just understanding that like you, you can get to that point in like six months to a year if you just get out your own way, if you are really willing yeah. to just burn the bridges and, and take ownership of things moving forward. Yeah. So I know we've gone, we've been on motivation today. We've gone into personal responsibility source, yeah. and accountability habits is obviously a huge one on behavior change. I mean, have you got any, like, if we were to give, give everyone listening the top three tips of like what they can do around motivation and like, or, or, or not to be motivated, like what was, what would you leave them on, Terry?
0: I think the first one would be to set, set goals, um, it gives you something to aim at, whether that's actually like a, a an extrinsic goal or something like, you know, uh, a, something you want to do. Whether it's a five k race for life, whether it is a photo shoot, whether it's something like that. Set challenges and goals throughout the year that helps. Um, we always set smart goals with our clients at, at Body Smart, which means we give them four weeks to go after two or three, like a, a physical goal, a mindset goal, um, and, and a body composition goal. And we set like a, a realistic time frame and some actions to get there because when you're setting regular goals, you are going to be like, in inverted commas, more motivated to go after that because you've got something like, it's like the carrot in on the you stick. You can see it, can't yeah, you? Yeah. It doesn't feel that far away. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So setting goals is a big one, I think for me, but not just setting goals, setting the behaviors that are going to get to that goal, mm-hmm. um, that are going to lead that because without them, the goals won't be achieved. Um I think the second one would be just show up. Like yeah. Just show up for yourself every day. Show up if you're in coaching, show up for your coach, show up for your kids. Just show up and just put the work in because when you're building habits, it is literally impossible to build a habit without doing it um repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And so Even if it feels like you're failing, just show up and do it again anyway. Show up and do it again, do it again, do it again. And you will eventually build a habit. Um, and it's those habits which create the change. So it as hard as that is and as easy as it is for me to say to just show up every day, it really is that. Like you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to get it right, you don't have to worry about failing. But If you show up and you go again and you try and you try and you try and you keep going, it will become a habit. So
1: that's secondly the the thing I keep saying. You gotta you gotta show up and you gotta show up for you as well. You you really have. I think that part there is like doing your best. I think a lot of people forget, like when you're actually doing your best, like it often sucks. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when you like like if you've ever been in, in work and you've been under loads of pressure and you like I'm doing my best. Like you're pushing it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You 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 really are pushing it and doing doing your hardest. But yeah, like showing up, doing your best. Like it's tough, but like it does help you build that like, you know, consistent consistent momentum.
0: Yeah, for sure. It, it you're w- when you're just showing up, like you don't realize that like, when people are in that like flow state, it's when they're just doing yeah. you know they're like they're operating. It's not like that it's not when they've they've achieved something, they're looking back and they're like Wow, that was amazing! You feel your best when you're actually doing the things, um, yeah. and then that's it. Takes sometimes time to get there, to get into that kind of like what we call a flow state or, or whatever. But you just have to do, it. and you, I literally can't show any client what it feels like, what it looks like mm. until they're there. Like you just got to do it. You got to show up every day, um, and then I guess my third piece, uh, the third piece would be around being smart with your habit building so it's making it clear obvious attractive like Mm. if it's not working like how can I make this easier to do if it's not obvious can I literally like if I need to can I just stick something on the back of every door in my house to just remind me can I set 10 alarms to really annoy myself that I need to remember to put the food in the Tupperware box tonight or whatever it might be like Make it clear and obvious because although it, some of these things might sound really stupid, or it, it means that
1: like yeah, tr- trust me, they're not. Like, they're not. They're, yeah. It helps so much. They help so so much.
0: Yeah, you literally. It just. It's just a period of time where you're like, okay, it's like driving in that car. Like it. It feels like it's impossible, but you need someone there going, okay, handbrake on now. <laughs> you know, hands at ten and two. Now slightly take your foot off. You need someone there. Like yeah in Your face telling you exactly what to do until you don't need it anymore, mm. and then you can take the stuff off the back of the door, and the house looks nice again.
1: But and, and FYI, it's just it's much harder to learn to drive a car in the UK than it is in the US because we have to learn to drive a car properly, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with a clutch, <laughs> um, yeah. But, but what, yeah. The, what, what Americans say, yeah, driving stick, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, but yeah, that that would be it, it would be just to if you know what habit you need to do, whether that's whether you've agreed that with a coach or whether you're just doing something yourself, make it super easy, obvious, clear for you to do so that you, it's almost harder to do not to do that thing. Mm -hmm. And whether that's putting your trainers in your bedroom doorway, so you have to literally physically step over them, whether it's putting your clothes out the night before, putting your phone across the bedroom, whatever you need to do to just make it so hard not to do that thing, that's the easiest way to build a habit.
1: Yeah. Awesome, awesome. For me, uh, I'll just probably give give one, which is I feel like we all have that inner bitch. <laughs> like yeah. I really do. And I think a lot of our clients have had that inner bitch to the point where it's, and I, the inner bitch is that mental chatter that we have talking us out of all those situations. But I think a lot of people have lost trust with themselves. They've lost that ability to trust themselves in the sense of they, they've they said they will take action for so long and not done it that they don't even trust. They, they, they just don't believe that they, they say they're gonna do this action, this habit. They're going to have a kickstart with their health and fitness and then all of a sudden they don't stick to their word or they don't stick to their actions because they probably set too much to begin with and they start to to really lose that self-trust and that inner bitch just gets in their head uh like i still have that voice i'm sure you still have that voice i think yeah. everyone has yeah. that voice but like by starting small and, and beating that voice and beating that voice consistently like you really do start to build like a level of self-trust where i feel like you just get to the point where you're just like unfuckable because you know like regardless of how loud that voice gets you're going to show up and do the thing regardless it doesn't always mean that you're going to go and have your best workout it doesn't always mean that you're going to make the absolute best food choices but you are showing up and doing your best regardless of, of the situation and outcome um and i think that's just like a really important place to get to and a really important mindset to develop because like we said earlier i think some people feel like there's a huge disconnect to like where they are and and, and where we are and and i think it's just that same sort of principle which is to sets and reps and over a long enough period of time you will start to build self-trust you will start to build discipline and become the person that you know that you can and should be yeah and even
0: use that in a bitch to to your power because when you when you use you know when you're learning to go against it and even that itself becomes a habit where then every time the inner bitch comes up you're like I'm actually like, this
1: makes me motivated to do this thing because yeah. I'm not going to let the inner
0: bitch win. Um, that that
1: becomes a habit itself. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. That is for me for sure. Anytime yeah. that voice gets loud, I'm like, fuck, now I'm going to have to do yeah. it. Uh, awesome. Well, look, thank you very much for, for jumping on today, Terry. Oh, thanks for having me.